0: The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Profit from the best advice. Collier'sRural.co.nz. She is home in Washington, D.C. Our U.S. correspondent, Amy Thaler, here to tell us all about Barbenheimer. Amy, good morning and welcome home. <laughs>
1: Good morning, VK. It's nice to be home, but I do miss New Zealand, I have to say.
0: I can understand um, it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I picked up, you know, a a summer cold, I think, going from winter to summer plus the twenty seven plus hour uh transit back. I was brutal. So uh I yeah, a little bit of a cold. So I uh, apologize if I sound oh, a little no off today.
0: Tell us about the, the, a new wave sweeping America called Barbenheimer. <laughs> What's going on here?
1: Oh, it's crazy. Everyone is talking about the two mo- the two movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer, that came out. People are seeing both of them together oh. in the same sitting, which is, I don't know, five plus hours of movie. In such a stark contrast to each other. I did not do that. I did go see Barbie on Friday night. Um, I didn't wear pink. Everyone's showing up head to toe in pink. There's a lot of craziness. A lot of people are having a lot of fun with it. Um, I went with my daughter and my brother and sister-in-law. And and Bly said, you know, Mom, I think it was, you know, targeted at a younger, more feminist um, audience. You know, there were parts of it that I loved. Parts of it were annoying. Parts of it I just thought, yeah well, welcome to you know what I've experienced for the last <laughs> i don't know thirty years of my professional life um it's I think it's worth seeing it's worth seeing on the big screen some movies I saw the Jennifer Lawrence movie when I was in New Zealand with a girlfriend that was not worth seeing on the big screen. Oh. I think wait until that comes out streaming but Barbie, the set design was amazing um that is definitely worth seeing on the big screen but uh it'd be interesting to to hear everyone's reaction to it. I know people that loved it. I was uh, mezza mezza about
0: that one. We're going a little bit rural on our we chat today, <laughs> uh, down in Greenacres, because they've got a few things to talk about, including carbon credits and emissions. But let's start with the price of wheat in the US.
1: Yes. Well, you know, you and I did have a talk about trying to um, skew my comments more agricultural. <laughs> so I dug deep. Just you know, a little pun there, Doug deep I, Thank you I very like much. It. I like it in, into the farming world um, to to be a little more relevant. So I looked at wheat in America this week, and it turns out that the winter wheat crops in Washington State and Oregon are going to be a little light, or what I believe is called a down yield: eleven and twelve, uh, eleven and twelve bushels per acre, respectively. The other issue is that the wheat is stressed. Too much protein and gluten, which doesn't bode well for the primary market buyers who are Asian bakers, didn't know that. But there's good news, though, which is that overall across the country, the wheat crop is up 9% from last year. And that despite the higher prices for costs, such as fuel, seed, and fertilizer due to the Russian-Ukrainian war, the recent events have crippled Ukrainian ports, which are major wheat exports. Yeah. Um, In addition, Russia backpedaled on a key deal that would have allowed the export of Ukrainian grains last week. So both of which resulted in red winter wheat futures, futures prices being quite volatile last week. They were up 20 cents on Tuesday and 55 cents on Wednesday. And Thursday, it looked like a Richter scale during an earthquake. Prices all over the place. Local prices were up just as the harvest started. So while all that sounds fab, the farmers still have to get the wheat to the places that need it without it costing them a fortune, and that's the tricky part. Oh, and at the same time, they still have to start thinking about planning for the fall and what kind of rain dance to do.
0: So Mm. time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. All right, emissions, carbon credits, and cows. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, all right. So when I was in New Zealand, I stayed with a friend in Wellington who um, works at Treasury, and we had a conversation about the government's efforts to reduce its carbon footprint. Now, we were talking more about flying and um, and the impact of people flying on emissions, but um, in that vein, it turns out that the U.S. Department of Agriculture, uh, Agriculture, the USDA, just announced it was making a $300 million investment to monitor agricultural emissions, including monitoring carbon in soil. Now, the concept is around tilling the soil less, growing more cover crops, thereby storing more environmentally beneficial carbon in the land via more plants, taking in more carbon dioxide and soil microbes, breathing out less carbon when undisturbed. Farmers apparently can earn cash from the storage of um, the Carbon being undisturbed from right. companies wanting to offset their emissions elsewhere. But the challenge is how do you quantify and verify the storage to calculate the carbon credits? And that's what that investment is all about figuring that out. So right. we'll see.
0: We'll watch this space. And uh, cows pooping and burping carbon cre- as well. <laughs> you
1: got a story <laughs> yeah. about that? I do, so this is interesting. The USDA gave a group at Penn State, which is a large uni in Pennsylvania, $25 million to study climate smart practices to reduce farm methane emissions. Now we all know this is an important topic. We know cows produce a lot of methane, which is way more potent green greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. So it's a serious issue, right? But from the article I read, the team is going to focus on burping and pooping, okay. The article used the term belch and said they were going to change the cow's feed to see if it made a change. I mean, seriously, $25 million for that? I've been raising guide dogs for 25 years, and I can tell you that changing foods definitely helps with burping. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. (laughs) And then it talked about using a manure storage system to control the methane from escaping. All right, they're going to... like stock all the poop in the in some kind of storage facility yeah. well i just hope america's funniest home video is going to be filming that because i'm not a scientist but i just have visions of a massive explosion in the near future <laughs> a true, a true sh- sorry okay, i guess okay. i can't say it on a radio but a true uh... if you will not so sure that was a good use of $25 Oh,
0: ah, Love it. You've done well. We get a big tick from the agricultural community, Amy. Great to catch up. Look after yourself. And we'll see you next week. Sounds good, DK.